welcome to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Nikki Kanani, I'm a GP in South East London and Medical Director for Primary Care at NHS England and NHS Improvement. Now, I don't know about you, but the best thing for me when I'm uh, trying to get some stuff down around the house or going for a run or having a long car journey is to be able to listen to a really interesting podcast, something that's going to make me think think differently, uh, behave differently, um, something that might inspire me. And today, I cannot think of anyone who's going to inspire you more than Amir Khan. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Oh, thanks, Nikki. That's a really <laughs> lovely introduction. Uh, so I'm Amir Khan. I'm a, a full-time GP in Bradford. Uh, I'm currently on GPs Behind Closed Doors on mm -hmm. Channel 5, which is really exciting. Uh, and I'm a GP trainer as well. So uh, that's me, really. So just not busy at all? <laughs> not busy, no, no. I love it. I love every minute of it. Do so you? yeah, yeah, I genuinely, genuinely do. So, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> it does come across. And I think one of the things that really struck me about you is, is your optimism and your positivity. And in a world that sometimes feels really tricky in all sorts of different ways, mm. it's really important. And I think we both kind of a little bit of that ilk that it's important to be able to put some of that out there. Absolutely. I think it's really important to be positive about general practice because I still enjoy the job. Mm. I really do. You know, I, 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 there's not a day that, that I go into work thinking, oh, God, I don't want to go into work. You yeah. know, I know people do have those days. Uh, there are days when I think it's going to be harder than other days. And I think that's realistic. And there are days where I know that the workload is going to be a lot more than other days, but I never ever really think, well, actually, no, I don't want to do that. Um, so I'm really positive about it. I, mm. I think it is changing. And I've been a GP now for ooh, uh, 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and over that time, I've seen a lot of change. Uh, but it's still family practice at its core, which mm. is really important. And, and the patients that you see, you know, they, they are the thing that makes all the difference to me personally. Uh, uh, and, and I think despite what's going on around it there is an element uh, of of that and that that to me keeps me going oh, yeah. um, I, and and I think we'll, we'll talk about the changes in a moment but what, what's your favorite part of the job you talked uh, about the families and the people but what, what really what's important to you um, I'm a GP trainer so mm. I really enjoy the relationship you have with your trainee uh, mm. and, and and watching them kind of grow into becoming their own type of GPs. Mm. Uh, what I what I relish most actually is 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 getting a struggling trainee. Mm. Uh, and and I know sometimes that can be a challenge for you and, and the practice in, in general. Mm. Uh, and, and it can be hard to bring other people along for that kind of journey. Uh, but but the success you have with them and and that phone call you get when they pass an exam oh, or yeah. or you know they they they, 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 they get their CCT. That Honestly, I've had two or three of those phone calls and that's enough to keep me keep me going. Honestly, it just makes a massive difference. And it gets to a point where you get quite emotional about yeah. it because you've had I've had a trainee once who 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 had to go and see an educational psychologist for various reasons and then the report came back as that to say that she was untrainable. Uh, and we worked really hard with her. Oh. Uh, and and when you got when we got that that phone call that she'd passed a CSA exam yes. which she, she was really struggling with. It just made a massive, massive difference. And she's a really good GP now. And, and mm. it just goes to show that, you know, not everybody knows everything about everyone. No, <laughs> no. And I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Not everybody knows every, everything about anything. But, yes. yes. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about you. Who, who are you? I mean, where, where did everything begin? Because you're, you've got such a brilliant personality. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> 
Where does it come from? Who are you? Uh, well, I, I, I was born in Bradford, uh, okay. which sometimes gets a bad, bad press. I know I sound like I'm being positive about everything, but Bradford isn't that bad. All right, there's a line here, people listening. Brad, Brad, Bradford is the place to go. It's the place to go. Get be. a good curry. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, well, that's key now. Yeah, a good curry yeah. is important, so just put that one down. <laughs> so I grew up in a, a working class family, like a lot of yes. uh, uh, South Asian people did at that time. Uh, my dad uh, was a bus driver. My mum came to the UK shortly after him. They were mm. married in Pakistan. Uh, and she, she, she's got a really lovely story. You know, uh, she, she came to the UK uh, not being able to speak a word of English. Uh, and she was helped along by her, her, her neighbours who were white Caucasians. They were lovely. They, 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 they taught her English. They got her, got her a job uh, cleaning. Uh, and she went on various night schools and uh, courses and she became a social worker over many, many years. And it, it was great. And she was, yeah, honestly, she, she's brilliant. So she, and she was the head of, of social services for Bradford uh, Child and Family Department by the time she retired. So, so okay. it's a, a really Mummy Khan gets the awards yeah. here. I just <laughs> believe that. Wow, that's incredible. And she had seven children. So I've got six sisters and, okay. and me. So, so she was very strict. I mean, yes. she was lovely, but very strict. So we always... Um, uh, growing up, it was always kind of you came home from school, you had your dinner. Yes. If you were old enough, you could watch Neighbours. Yeah. Uh, and then at six o'clock, the telly went off, and we were all doing homework. Till I nine remember o'clock. that rule about yeah. Neighbours. We, yeah. we also had the same. You know, there's a, if you're very lucky, you got to watch Neighbours, yeah, yeah. and then you had to do everything else. That is it. So, so yeah. So, so uh, uh, my sisters have all you know really done well for themselves as well. My dad sadly passed away as we were growing up. So my mum was. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Uh, yeah. It, it, he, he was quite poorly for a while uh, mm. and then yeah and then I applied to do medicine uh, uh, which I was lucky enough to get a p place at, at Liverpool University okay. uh, and I spent five years there and wow. made the best bestest friends ever who, who I'm still best friends with uh, and then I did my GP training yeah. on the Wirral which I'm not allowed to say is Liverpool because people from the Wirral get very offended. Yes I, I'm aware of this one <laughs> yeah. from my travels okay. What made you do general practice? Um, I was uh, working in hospital, I really enjoyed it, and I was mm. considering a, a career in paediatrics, uh, and I worked in Alderhey for a couple of years. Uh, it was different back then, you, you didn't do FY1, FY2, yes, you, you, you just kind of picked rotations yeah. and, until you found Unfortunately, you Unfortunately, we, we both remember that, so if you're listening and you can remember that, then uh, run, run a bit faster and yeah. a bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> so, Burn it off. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I was doing paediatrics for a while, and then I realised, actually, I quite like working with children, but what I like doing more than anything is just talking and talking and talking. Yes. And, and, and really, the only conversations I had were with, with children were all quite nice and playful. And then with adults, they were all very worried about their children. So you didn't get that banter that you do. Yes. Uh, so, so, and I, I'm a very nosy person, I think. And, and, and so um, I thought, well, what, what kind of job can I do that allows me to work with children, also talk a lot? and be really really nosy but in a positive way yes. rather than a gossipy way yes. so uh, so so then i did general practice and actually the minute i and, and you probably remember it back then as well you don't you didn't do it st1 st2 you kind mm. of had these written forms that yes. you had to get signed uh and and so you kind of made up your own rotation written portfolios yes written portfolios oh. <laughs> so um and 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 so when i got into general practice and and it, it just it all kind of fell into place there was a, yeah. a period when I thought while I was doing my hospital rotations that oh I'm not quite sure I really like hospital yeah. um, but 
but I think once you find the right practice and the and, and you have the right trainer, mm. uh, it, it, it can make the world a difference. And, and did you? I had the best trainer. Yeah, oh. a chap called Tom Partridge over in in in, in the Wirral who's still uh, training. He's he's fantastic, and his wife was a nurse at uh, Arrow Park Hospital, which is where I was doing a lot okay. of my work. Uh, and so, so I and, and they were really nice. They they yeah. I had dinner at their house pretty much every night. It was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were the yeah. best, honestly. So, so my trainer, I didn't get dinner around his house. So Bill Cotter, um, still, so I still work in his practice. Oh, um, yeah. Just to share trainer story. So Irish sheep farmer. Wow. I know. And um, amazing. Can see fifty patients in the morning, and all of them can leave delighted because yeah. he's just got this incredible style. Amazing. Um, but you're right, the, the right trainer can unlock mm. so much. I mean, he um, he made me love general practice, but also let me do all the other things that I was interested in, which has ended up me doing this role, I Amazing. suppose. Yeah. Although he introduced me to our new FT the other week and went, oh, and this is Nikki, and my Irish accent is clearly t terrible, so I won't try. <laughs> oh, this is Nikki. She's, <laughs> a, she's an advisor for the NHS, and I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's sort of my job, you know, <laughs> just about. Yeah. But you're right. So, so he captured you and yeah, yeah, you. yeah, he did. And he he was quite nice because he he's had that balance of allowing me to do like like you said, yeah. you know, what you want to do, yes. but also making sure I was doing all the things that I was supposed to be yes. doing as well. Um, and and at the same time, you know what it's like when you're a trainer. You kind of you have that relationship with your trainee. Where it's almost, I mean, you've got to maintain that trainer-trainee relationship, but you're also building up a friendship with it them is. as well. And yeah. they often end up as colleagues yes. at the end of their, yes. their, their their training period. So so he really taught me that special role. And when I, I knew when I when I was being trained that I wanted to become a trainer. Okay. Uh, and, and, and so so I did. And, and yeah, so that's how I became a GP and a, and a trainer, really. It's, everyone's got role models and he was definitely one of mine oh that's lovely yeah. yeah i absolutely agree about role models uh so after after you finished your gp training what was next for you knowing that you wanted to be a trainer so i, I come from a very traditional south asian family and my mum is very very traditional so the fact that she was in bradford and i was in liverpool was killing her oh. killing her <laughs> and i spent 10 years in liverpool so <laughs> so she was really she'd gone mad by this stage so she was like you must come back come to bradford home. now <laughs> so i was like well i'll, I'll do leaves mum i think that's the, yeah. I mean, that, that's as close, close as i can get so i did uh, and and so i applied back it, it was different then and you may well remember this it was hard to get a job as a gp yes. <laughs> you know now they're crying out for them but back yeah. then you know you really had to prove yourself and all of this and moving from where you were trained to a whole new area was 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 one of those things where people say oh god you'd never get a job it's far too hard uh, and and so i had to apply and get interviewed now yes. people just qualify and they get a job really don't it makes they? me like, yeah. yeah i mean it makes me feel quite sad um and things are changing and they will change i'm absolutely sure about that but i i do it was it was a fight yeah. to get a good you know to absolutely. you know you'd apply for a job or rather you'd put out an advert for a job and you'd have tens if not hundreds of people applying yes. let alone anything yeah. else let alone if you're moving to a new area and I, I do, you know, I think you're right. I think it, it's reflected kind of a decade of general practice mm. that has been stretched and challenged and pressured. And yeah. th the biggest sign, one of the biggest signs for me that we're doing well here um, at NHS England and Improvement is 
if we start hearing the opposite of that now, that people start saying, oh, well, you know, I, 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 I put out an, a, an advert for an, a job and I had lots of people applying, you know, and yeah. they were all good quality. Yes. And that's where I want us to yeah, be able to yeah. get to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, yes, I applied. I got a, a, a job. I started off in a, in a small mm. general practice, which was similar to the one that I um, trained in. So it mm. was 5,000 patients, uh, three partners. I was a salary doctor. Uh, and I spent two years there and I did my training to be a trainer there yes. as well. Uh, and then, an and it was a lovely practice. And then an opportunity at the Ridge, which is where I work now, came up. Right. And that was a, a really big, innovative, forward thinking practice. And, and uh, uh, they, they, they told me I could be the lead for education at the practice right. as well when they were um, advertising. Um, and, and so that really hooked me. So yes. I, I, I went over there and, and I've been there for it best part of eight years now wow. it's been it's been brilliant it's been absolutely brilliant we talked about role models uh, and i think it's important even as a, a an experienced gp to have a role model and yes. our senior partners are are my role models now they're absolutely fantastic they're really forward thinking they, they're involved in all the ccg work and Great. and and they, they're really pushing primary care forward in bradford and bradford is really um really good for primary care right we have a lot of extended care services mm -hmm. in primary care of there we're, we're ahead of the game for, uh, compared to a lot Brilliant. of other ccgs as well and, and yes. i think our partners particularly a chap called chris harris has, has really driven a lot of that forward mm -hmm. and um, do you find that um so tell me a bit more about the practice are you quite sort of similar in style and nature are you do you have quite different ambitions uh, from each other yeah yeah so we're a large practice okay. so we've got um we're, we're spread over three sites in bradford and one in leeds uh, and all together we've got about twenty-seven thousand patients right okay uh, and there's 10 partners but there's 23 doctors in total so Brilliant. so we've got um 13 salaried doctors who uh -huh. are all fantastic uh and it, it, even though it's big the, the the key to it and we're really lucky because um Every single one of our trainees over the last five years has stayed with us as, as doctors, That's partners. That's another good marker yeah. of how systems it, it, working, it, definitely. It, 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 we're really, really lucky from that point of view. Uh, but it, it, it's a very kind of, what, what our, our team do really well, despite being big, is, 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 is feeling very supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and we socialise with each other a lot. Uh, uh, and and I think that makes a massive difference. And with our trainees, because we've got a number of trainees, we've got five trainers in total. So we, we usually have seven or eight oh, wow. trainees so that's knocking around. Yeah, yes. it's great. So so we make sure that they feel really part of the practice. Uh, we we go out for dinner with them, and and you know we 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 we've made a conscious effort over the last ten or so years to turn our practice around into being somewhere where people enjoy work. So we we try and. There's no hierarchy between the partners and anyone else. Uh, we're all doing the same amount of work. If not, the partners will try to do more to kind of lead by example. Uh, and uh, and we allow, I think what's key, we allow our salary doctors, I, I don't like really like that term salary doctors, but we allow our doctors to, um, to develop. So if they have anything that they want to do, we will mm -hmm. try our best to support it. Uh, and because we're big, and I think that helps, we, we, we've got that flexibility within yes. the system yeah. for them to have days off to go on courses and I mean we don't really need any more trainers we've got five but two of our um, salary doctors want to become trainers so we're supporting that 
we're supporting another one through an MSK diploma, another one through a diabetes diploma, two are doing a cardiology diploma. Oh my gosh, so, so, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, and it's good for us as well, because yes. if they're happy, we're happy and everyone's happy. So so that's that's really, really yeah. important. And, and and as you know, with general practice, variety is the key, isn't it? So, it so is. you've got to have a varied kind of week. You can still be a partner or a salary doctor, but you can still have that portfolio career. And, and that we, we recognised that a while back, because we did have a period where we weren't doing that and our doctors were leaving right. uh, and we had to sit up and pay attention and say, yes. well, what are, what are we doing wrong? Why are, why are they going to other places or why are they becoming sessional GPs? Yes. Uh, and, and so we, we, over the course of that time, we, we really turned the practice around. And yes. now we, like you say, we have people ringing us asking for jobs, even yeah. when we're, we're at capacity and it's almost unheard of in Bradford to find a, a practice at capacity, at capacity. We, and we're creating jobs for our trainees now because oh, they're so good yes because you don't want to leave yeah them. We can't, no one else can have them they're asked <laughs> just keep coming we've put in all the hard work they're staying here <laughs> but it's, yeah. and it's the relationships you're right they're, yeah. they're eating together they're, they're feeling part of a team it all yeah. comes down to the Absolutely. ability to have a relationship with somebody else yeah. and, and and I think once you've got that and and we haven't, I think in general practice and, and many of the practices I visit around the country or people who get in touch with me, are essentially describing the loss of that because they're yes. not able to, whether it's capacity or pressure, whatever mm. else is going on mm. in their practice or network, they, they haven't got the, 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 the capacity to build those yeah. relationships. But I think investing in the time to do it exactly. will have long-term yes. positive implications. You know, there are times where we'll be where I might, if I'm doing the tutorial, rather than teach them, I'll take them out for breakfast. Yes. And, and, and I mean, we don't do that often, uh, but we do. I'm uh, gonna redo my training <laughs> with them now. <laughs> it means starting with breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> we go to, uh, and, uh, and, and yes, that might mean I'm out of the building and there might be yeah. a few less appointments, but in two or three years time when these trainees are working for us, we'll have many more appointments. Yes. And, 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 and so, and that, it, it, it's investment And they'll want now. to be there and they'll want yes. to be in general practice because you've yeah. represented it in the best, Absolutely. most wonderful life. I, I always try and be as positive. I mean, are, everyone has their bad days. Yes. I have a bad day every now and again and everybody has difficult patients and I'm no, no different to that. Uh, and, and by difficult, I mean, I mean, no patient's really difficult, but but it's it, you know patients who after their, their their appointment time you've got lots of referrals to do, lots of writing to do, lots of you yes. know chasing up to do, and all of that stuff that, yes. that you do at the end of your surgery. But but um, but I, I think it's really important to show trainees, particularly my trainees, you know that that you can do the job, you can support other people, you can do your best for your patients. Uh, and yes, I have to work on weekends and on evenings yes. at times. I'm reading their portfolio entries on a Sunday yeah. night, you know, but, but that's that's what I signed up for. I think you're for. also cooking for patients. I, I, yeah, you, for my neighbours. I mean, how I, incredible yeah. are you? I love, I've seen a few of your, um, of your tweets, you know, and uh, you bake as well. I, I'm a really keen baker. So, Brilliant. Uh, so we live in a village. There is, there are no baked goods in this podcast. I am just going to... Well, I've been in London for I'm a couple just, of days. I'm I just going to mention that. <laughs> no, I'm no. kidding. Um, but I, I, I noted your, and that's great. I think that yeah. there's something, I think that comes back to relationships. Cooking comes from the heart. Yeah, and it's, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and your mum may well have done this as well. When, when particularly South Asian mums or any mums who cook big meals, yes. the first thing you have to do before you can eat is actually go and deliver stuff to your neighbours, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I've now moved into this village where I think I might be the youngest person there. Everybody's <laughs> super old, but super oh. nice. Everybody's really retired. Uh, uh, everyone's retired. And, and because I'm a GP, 
they're all whenever they get poorly they ring me up because yes. they're all, and, and we, we I live on this road and and so if one of them is in hospital I feel really bad that they might not be able to cook for themselves yeah. or bake so I will always make a bit extra and take them across but it's the same as what my mum used to do what, but that is yeah. special because that's that's how you build communities and, yes absolutely and I think that's how society shifts to a place yeah. where where a it can stay well and look after each other and yeah. and b we can get to a place where actually general practice can feel more sustainable I absolutely think, you know. absolutely and I, I think you know that that I mean that's outside of work really but that that neighborhood kind of feel yeah. has has been lost to a degree but there's there are still there's still hope for it and i think there's a lot of initiatives within the nhs yes. as well to try and get neighborhoods and yeah. communities going because it will make a big difference to people's health and well-being and, so. and i'm I a big part so, of that actually i mean mm. um you'll know that we published the long-term plan on the 7th of January. Mm. So I didn't go to the launch because my son had his um, his exams, his 11 plus exam. Oh but, God, but, you know, stressful. You know, yeah. but it was a really <laughs> big day because actually that long-term plan, I mean, I'm I'm so proud of it on behalf of our, mm. our, our part of the system, which is um, we talk about primary care within the first few pages and the role of general practice and how important it is to look after our patients and keep yes. them well and healthy and in communities and networks yeah. um, because actually that helps the whole NHS work. Absolutely. It's a primacy of primary care. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we sort of followed that up with the new contract, um, which for those of you who are, who are listening, it's a contract for general practice for five years that supports general practice in its own sense. So, you know, it's not about merging or whether you're big or small, it's about supporting you as a GP in your own practice, but also helping to practices to work together, mm -hmm. which comes on to your point about kind of networks and communities, the ability for practices as much as individuals to work together and look after each other and look mm -hmm. out for each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope give some optimism. I, I think it is, I'll be honest, when I first heard about primary care networks, I was a bit skeptical. No, yeah, uh, uh, of course. Because uh, I thought it was a way to get us to merge yeah. into larger organisations and yeah. kind of govern from above. But the more time I've spent working with our network, mm. uh, and we're lucky to have, have, have three or four great practices around us, okay. uh, uh, I've learned actually it's about the patients uh, and, 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 and what's best for them and having services in the community that suits them yes. and there is no push to get us to merge no, at all but no. what it does do is get us talking to each other uh, about our patient populations and and the similarities and 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 what and and it actually you know it boils down to us knowing our patients best and what is best for them yeah. and getting services commissioned for our population. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always feel that, because we, we work in an inner city uh, uh, practice in Bradford, uh, similar to a lot of inner cities where mm. very few patients will speak English. I can spend a whole day seeing patients who and not speak a word of English. I'll speak in Urdu or Hindi or Punjabi. Uh, and, and I know those patients won't necessarily benefit from services in other places, but they'll need their own specific services. Yes. And I think that the primary care networks are, are a, a good step in that direction, yeah. trying to get to get services for our own patients rather than kind of shoehorning services into. We can't, into and we can't do yeah. that, and yeah. it won't work. And this has to be about a philosophically different way of working. Mm. And when I talk about networks, I actually the bit that I get most excited about is 
five years down the line, our final kind of ask of networks is about tackling neighbourhood inequalities. Mm. And it's about saying, actually, what can we do as part of a bigger community to look after our patients differently? Um, or even better, you know, whatever the way we want to describe it. Mm. I had somebody, actually, you being, you having you had your time in Liverpool, I had somebody from Liverpool get in touch who's... Um, just stood to be sort of um, the lead for their primary care network, the oh, clinical God. director. Yeah. And uh, she went, Nikki, I really want to do something about knife crime in my patch. And I was like, y yes, you must. You know, yeah. if it's something that's worrying you, you must. And she went, is that okay? And I went, don't ask me. <laughs> but we've got, we, we have created a culture of dependency. Um, and that's us as much as anything. So sort of saying this is the way it is and this is the only way it mm. is. And we have to flip that. We have to say, well, actually, this is what our population needs. Absolutely. Our workforce is changing as well. So yeah. just as we were talking about trainees and mm. what they want, we've got five generations working in the NHS now, at least, at least in general practice. Yeah. And those generations at either end want very different things from the Absolutely. way they work. Yeah. Do you yeah. get that from, in terms of what your trainees want in terms of, I know they stay in the practice, but are you feeling that more of your trainees want to diversify in the way that you describe different Yes, areas and things. Uh, uh, what we found with our trainees now, and, and, and one of the things we, we support, so, so when trainees come off the scheme is, is rather than give them eight sessions of general practice, we will offer them a job for two days of the week. Because what they ah. like to do is then spend two days either doing sessional work and, 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 and building up a portfolio, or they will, they will in, uh, do other roles within, within so it might be a teaching role at the yes. university or something, something along those lines. If they want uh, more work with us, we will give it to them, but we always start off by two days. And we have got six GPs now who work just two days a week with us, but they are our, probably our happiest GPs because yes. they will locum elsewhere yes. and get whatever they need to get out of that that mm -hmm. way. But they come back to us two days a week to do all their CPD work, their educational work, and, and again, develop themselves as well. Yeah. And that, we, we've got very few full-time salaried GPs now. I think we've only got one. Uh, everyone else is is might be working full-time but only do part-time with us and that's been a real success story for wow. us so if, uh, and we've passed that on within our primary care network in fact because we're so good at um recruit i'm going off a little bit but no. recruitment has, be, has been one of our strong points what we've done now within our network is, is saying look we can recruit and our neighboring practice can't so we will employ them and then they will go and work in those practices or we will go and work in those practices and they will oh, backfill that's our time incredible. and it's been brilliant absolutely brilliant because some of these practices were forking out huge amounts of money for for sessional gps who yes. are all good in their own right uh, but it's it, you know the, the the kind of continuity of yeah. care has been lost sometimes and and, and that and relationship and as the well relationship. between the professional team absolutely as well. so that's been one way we've been working together as a as a primary care network and actually come August we've taken on two new uh, newly qualified GPs with the view to get them to work within our primary care wow. network and we've just employed a uh, one of our advanced nurse practitioners who works with us two days a week uh, we've we've extended her role to another two days a week for her to do the same at, at other PCNs. And it, it, it really, you know, if anything was to change in the future, mm. and if being a small practice might become uh, unstable or unfavorable in the future, they know that we have a good relationship with them. And if yes. they need to work closer with us, they know that we're not a predatory practice or anything like no. that. And, and so we were there, there to support them rather than 
anything else. So, so that's one really good way that we found working in a, in a, in a primary care network. And in, in terms of, so one of the th other things that we're doing through the long-term plan is writing a workforce plan, a people plan, and mm. we're writing it over the summer. Yeah. And what we want to be able to describe through that is not only a set of um, uh, values and behaviours that is uh, different to what many of us have experienced in healthcare, but actually also say, you know, if, if there was a generic, not generic, a universal employment offer in primary care, not, not a, I don't mean a contract, but a set of behaviours, mm -hmm. it seems like you're exemplifying most of them in terms of building relationships, allowing flexibility, yeah. and flexible and creative careers. Yes. What other things should we be doing, or if people are listening who are in practices who aren't in the position that you're in, what other things do you think is important or are important to support your staff and build that that relationship that you've you've described so well. Uh, every single member of our our, our team, um, you know, every single one of them has a mentor. So uh, one of our reception or receptionists will have a mentor. Uh, or any member of our admin team will have a mentor. All the nurses have a mentor, and mm -hmm. there, there there are clear meetings that take place. There's, mm -hmm. there's there's clear forward planning for their career pathway as well. So so we we support our staff That's really great. really well. Um, I think a lot of you know, we're talking about GPs and employment within within um, G, with, within GPs, really. But and, and I'm making it sound very positive for us. But one thing that we do struggle with, uh, and I think a lot of practices are probably feeling the same way, is is employing practice nurses, yes. and that we're, we're really finding that difficult. So one, what we've done to try and counterbalance that, because we tried to advertise for a practice nurse job, and, and we were quite confident that we'd get one, yes. but actually we didn't, and we were really surprised. Uh, and, and what we've done now, which has made a big difference and, and fits into the NHS long-term plan, is advertise for physicians associates. Uh, and we were inundated with applicants, yes. inundated, really wow. good applicants. And we've employed two, Brilliant. Uh, and they are kind of straddling that that part between a practice nurse role and almost a nurse practitioner role. Mm -hmm. They can't prescribe, but they can do a lot of our long-term uh, clinics, uh, long-term conditions clinics, uh -huh. uh, and, and they do our asthma reviews, they can do our foot checks, diabetes, Great. all of this kind of stuff, uh, cardiovascular reviews. They do need some training, you know, we have to yes. send them on courses to yes. get them up, up skills. Can you support and them to, them to do that Oh yeah, the time? yeah, 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 because we would have to do that to a newly qualified yes. practice nurse anyway. Yeah. So, so that has made a big difference. You know, we were, I wasn't sceptical because I, I, I quite like that multidisciplinary team approach. I, I, we, we train yes. physicians associates, but a lot of our, uh, some of our other doctors were, were, were sceptical in, mm -hmm. in employing them, but they have been nothing but fantastic. Uh, and, and if anyone's worried or querying whether they should take on a physician's mm -hmm. associate, if you're short of practice nurse time, they're your people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I think that's one of the things that we were really clear about as we developed the contract and we sat around the table with the uh, GPC, the General Practitioner Committee for months, sort of trying to figure out what were the things that would make a real difference to general practice right now, mm. recognising that we can't wave a magic wand and bring in all the GPs and nurses that we want, much as we want them. So it's sort of a twin track approach, you know, bring in, different staffing groups that not only are great to support us mm. and working the way that we do, but also actually to give a better off to offer sometimes yeah, to patients. Yeah, you know, if, 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 uh, when our patients see our social prescriber, absolutely clear that that patient's had a much better interaction with healthcare yeah. than if they've seen me, even though I quite like seeing people sometimes when they need that sort of intervention. So yes. um, 
I'm hoping that the growth of the kind of multidisciplinary team within primary care and within the networks will actually help us all work in a much more kind of um, relationship focused yeah, way um, in a way that's focused on what a patient needs um, and in a way that helps us as GPs also to kind of keep optimistic and positive and engaged yeah. with the work that yeah, we do. Absolutely, I, I agree 100% and, and one of your questions before was about how to keep the your, 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 your staff infused and, mm. and, and all of that. Uh, and and I, I've talked a lot about you know varied uh, or, or, or portfolio careers for for GPs, yes. but it, it's the same at every level, if I can use that word yeah. really. So so we've upskilled our receptionists to become phlebotomists and and healthcare assistants, yes. and they've kind of gone down that route, and that's kept kept them in in you know within our practice. So they'll they'll do some days as as, as reception work, some days as HCA work. Uh, and, and, and we've even gone as far, I mean, this was quite a while ago, but one of our receptionists did a HCA course and then a nursing course, and she's now our lead practice nurse. So all of that development can start mm. at every level. And I think it's important to recognise that. And I think it's important to recognise even within a small surgery, because we are big and so we might have that flexibility, but, but people need, uh, not everyone, some people are quite yeah. happy doing the job that they, they enjoy doing, and that's great. But, but if you're employing young, dynamic people for whatever role, you have got to be realistic about their long-term place in your yes. organisation yeah. and what you can do to keep them there, but also develop them. And, and that's one thing that we're really good at as a practice. Not me personally, I, I, I enjoy it and I support it, but a lot of our practice managers yes. uh, do a lot of that kind of thing. And, and, and it makes a huge difference mm. and they're happy, you know, you, there's this cliche about a dragon receptionist, isn't there? <laughs> we all know that's not true, and they're just doing a really, yeah. really, really hard job. Yes. Uh, but if you can, you know, develop them in any way, yes. every single member of your team can be developed or supported to stay where they are or to move on. Uh, uh, it, it just makes for a much happier workforce. I'm really yes. optimistic about general practice. Oh, I know you're going to hear I'm, I'm so and, glad. And is that where the GPs behind closed doors? foray came from yes so so we got a call uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this because i'm sure people will listen only to hear you um and uh, which is which is great and i would fully <laughs> expect that but if i then don't mention it they'll feel very disappointed um, yeah so we got a call from from channel well, well a team called a, a company called knickerbocker glory that make mm. gps behind closed doors and they were looking they, they'd never really gone uh north for a practice so no. their, their, their previous surgeries have been in london and in bristol yeah. so so they were looking for a, 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 a northern practice and they'd been to manchester newcastle liverpool and then they came to us at the very end uh, and and um we we kind of told them what we were about we made them cake which always works oh, it wasn't even me who did you it this time it. It, was actually, it, it was debbie harris if anyone watches the show they'll know debbie harris <laughs> uh, she made a beautiful lemon drizzle cake and uh, and we showed them round <laughs> uh, and uh, and 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 we just talked about what we did and yes. all the variety that we do and yeah. all of that kind of stuff and all the extended care services that we offer which i think right. is key to primary care uh, and and they were really keen to make a show that that shows primary care positively, but also what can be done in primary care outside of a normal or normal in inverted commas consultation. Yes. Uh, and 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 they felt that we did that well, and they were really collaborative. They were fantastic. We had such a laugh. I mean, 
it, they sent in a huge team of people, uh, and and they were really they were really helpful. They were all, they were all very young and trendy. I mean, I was I was sick of being the only young trendy uh, person in the practice. I know, it was how nice. Could you? Yeah. It was nice to it's kind more of young, yeah. Trendy people. <laughs> Thank God, it's too much responsibility to be the only one. So on trendy, we both have cool socks on. Yeah, we do. We we both, or certainly I didn't. I missed the point that this was um, a podcast. I was like, oh, we could, you know. Um, have a clever wardrobe, but yeah. no, we've got we've got good socks. We're still looking good. Yeah, yeah. Fine. You can't see it, but you might be able to you feel just have it. To trust yeah. It. <laughs> so yeah, it was a really positive experience. Yeah. Um, the practice, uh, we're all really happy with how it's come out and how how it's being shown on television, and 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 I think what it shows really well is if if general practice, you know, people. GPs do general practice to see patients and make patients feel better. Uh, and, and I hope that's the reason they do it. Uh, and what this show does is take out all the other bits of general practice and just focus on that. And that really comes across beautifully on the show. Uh, and, and if you're kind of thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure whether I want to do general practice because all I hear is the workload is horrendous and, and, and there's too much bureaucracy. And, and, and to a degree, that's true. I can't yes. lie and say it's no, not true. No, I uh, but but if, if you, at the heart of it, if you want to really get to know patients and their families and do that thing that you always thought GPs do, which is watch, kind of one day say to a kid, I remember when you were in your mum's tummy and oh, <laughs> all of this kind of yes. stuff. That's what that show yeah. really shows, that side it of does. general practice. So so I'm really pleased with the way it's turned out. Good, you should be. Mm, You've yeah. been, you and your team have been so inspiring oh, through thank it. You. And it has cast a beautiful light over general practice when it has been difficult. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're optimistic about the future because so am I. Good. I think that's with the same realism as you that there is there's a whole bunch of stuff we have to do as well. Mm. And um, as I say, I say here and I say everywhere else I speak, it's a, it is a marathon, it's not a sprint. We've got five years to get this on track and get yeah. this back and, and we will because I think there's people like you out there who are absolutely gonna make sure of it. So I think certainly on behalf of everyone at NHS England and, and Improvement, thank you for oh, what thank you're you. doing. Thank you, thank you very um, much. And thank you for coming in. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> coming down to London. <laughs> oh, I've loved um, it. Yeah. And I think the next thing is I am going to have to visit you. And, yes, uh, come I'm going visit. To have to get some lemon drizzle cake. I'll get Debbie on the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make, we'll have a, like a bake-off. You can choose oh, between mine off. and Debbie's. Okay, that's it. We're going to be having a special Bradford bake-off. Yeah, um, I'm confident, I'm confident. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time. No, thank and you, Everything you do. Oh no, my pleasure, Thank absolutely. You so much. Cheers.